Hi, I'm Allison Hess. And I'm Marta McDonald. Welcome to the Thousand Islands Playhouse Podcast. Dive in with us as we talk to the artists of the 2023 season and get a behind-the-scenes peek at the seven fantastic shows happening this summer. Don't forget to tune in to give your ears a front-row seat. See you you at the theater. Welcome back to the 2023 season of the Playhouse Podcast. We're recording today on the ancestral lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishinaabek peoples. We are in the Maya FM studio, which looks out on the St. Lawrence River, surrounded by the Thousand Islands. My name is Allison Hess. And I'm Marta McDonald. Thank you so much for joining us for the second episode of the 2023 season, where we talk about our favorite things. Oh, like long walks on the beach or craft dinner with hot dogs. I was thinking more along the lines of raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Ah, right. Those favorite things. Now, I'm sure most of our audience now knows exactly what production we're talking about. One of the most popular musicals of all time, The Sound of Music. Now, I'm really looking forward to this one. And rumor has it, Marta, that you were named after one of the characters from the show. I would like pink parasol for my birthday. <laughs> yes, my parents. Um, my mom is a big musical theater fan and loved The Sound of Music. And she was looking for a name that ended in A that went with my middle name. And she landed on Marta. And so I have, have been watching the movie and listening to the music since I was three months old. That's amazing. And listeners, now you know a little bit into the, uh, the uh, emergence of the, the personality of Marta and how that came to be. Anyways, for those who might not know, for those very few people out there who may not know what, about The Sound of Music, uh, here's a short, short synopsis for you. In 1938 Austria, an exuberant young governess brings music and joy back to a broken family, only to face danger and intrigue as the Nazis gain power. Featuring the cherished songs, Climb Every Mountain, My Favorite Things, Do Re Mi, 16 Going On 17, and of course, the title number, The Sound of Music. Um, just a fun fact. Quickly, yesterday I learned that it's climb every mountain, ford every stream. And I just learned what the word ford meant. Um, I thought it was forge. And I don't know what I thought they were doing, like bailing it out or something. But that's what I thought it was. So that's another fun fact about me. Um, so we're really lucky today to have uh, the talented director choreographer um, of this production, Naomi Costain, with us. Welcome, Naomi. Hello. Hello. Um, this is the part where we talk a little bit about you and all the amazing things that you've done before this. Um, so you've worked as a director, choreographer, and a performer, uh, most recently with us here at TIP with your debut as Ethel Toffelmeyer in The Music Man, for those who remember. She was the player piano player. Um, and then uh, she's also worked in tons of places as a director, choreographer, and also extensively as a performer um, at theaters across the country. Um, um, Shemanis and Theatre Calgary and Classic and all kinds of places. Um, so we're really excited to have uh, Naomi with us. Uh, and you're doing this massive show. It's a big show. It's a big show. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And also, thank you so much for taking the time. Because as we said, Naomi is the director choreographer. So that is two roles in one uh, for the biggest show this season. So we're so thankful that you've taken the time uh, to come and chat with us. Uh, so... As, you know, as we said, last year was your first year with the Playhouse. Um, how is it being back, but like in a little bit of a shifted role, right? Coming in not just as a performer, but like the captain of this very large <laughs> ship. I thought Eric was the captain. <laughs> oh my goodness, Eric's the captain. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's definitely a, a shift. Um, I, it was a supporting role that I did last year, so I got to sit on the dock and have little moments to myself, whereas this one is just sort of 
full on the whole time. So, uh, and and we started early. You know, this isn't just sort of you, you start your work a couple of weeks before in your prep as an actor. This is, uh, I think it was we were casting in the fall, and then the mm. kids we cast all locally from around here in the what was it January, January yeah. yeah January because I was going away to do a show so yes it's been a, a, a lot um, larger process than than last year for sure but I think we have assembled an incredible team of people not only actors but also on our first day we had this huge circle of people in the same room that were all there working on the show and it was a lot of people in the same room <laughs> totally um, so you, uh, the director-choreographer position is a real emerging um, pairing in the industry right now. Um, it's, I would say it's probably my favorite pairing. I remember when I went to see a show at Sheridan years ago, and I just thought it was this miraculous thing because every move felt choreographed because it was directed by a choreographer. It was, it was director-choreographed. Um, and uh, you've worked as a choreographer and associate director as well as director-choreographer. Um, why do you think these two things like, are often paired together or blend well together? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head where every, every move can be considered by one person. Now, it was interesting, I was thinking about the answer to this question earlier and thinking how nice it is to have somebody when, as a choreographer working with a director, to bounce ideas off of. But when it's just you, you you can flesh those out and fully realize them in the way that you see uh, and rely on, I have an assistant choreographer and uh, we have an amazing head of the youth ensemble who um, I can bounce ideas off of and our stage manager and our amazing music director that I can, you know, touch base with as well to bounce those ideas off of. But I do think that there's something really great about even just the simple thing like a transition where you can pull focus somewhere but have a set change happening that is almost choreographed Mm -hmm. or is choreographed, I should say. So that there's sort of a, a, a very fine line between the two. Yeah. I feel like there's directors who um, direct musical theater but don't dance that sort of have to find that person that they work really well with and you're working with yourself. So you just have to be sure you work well with yourself. <laughs> Sometimes I don't. <laughs> you, your, your director brain is like, no, 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 too much dance. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, pull that out. Okay. No, pull that <laughs> out. No. That's awesome. That's super cool. Um, and uh, I know you were talking uh, about sort of find, not necessarily necessarily having to have someone who had to have ideas to bounce off of. But do you think that there are any other sort of challenges that you face with having to do both roles together? Yes. I think that finding the time in the room with me specifically, because if you, if there's two of you, you can do two double duty and then have two rooms running at the same time. Whereas when it's you have to do character work at the same same time, character work, scene work. And there's, this is quite a big book musical. There's a lot of scenes that are very well fleshed out and have a lot of important information lots of happens so uh basically figuring out when some numbers can be rehearsed in another room with uh nikki our assistant and i when to bring them back into the room with me that's that's the the sort of one little thing that you need to watch out for yeah just balancing all of that scheduling 
Oh, yes. Which is why <laughs> having a great stage manager like Katie Fitzgerald. Oh, she's amazing. <laughs> is, 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 a, is a great, great thing. Yes. And the assistants are great too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's really like, and I think as people are listening, you can really understand like what a team what a team event making a show like this is, right? Mm-hmm. You know, which I think is amazing. Um, and to add on that, yeah. th- we have sometimes four things happening in the building at the same time. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, I was just going to pipe in and say, like, I have seen the daily schedule and it's like a full page and then it's got like four different columns. I'm shouting out to you, Katie, four yes. different <laughs> columns and it's like, this is what's happening in the rehearsal hall. This is what's happening in the fire hall studio. This is what's happening outdoors. This, this is, is what's happening in this fittings, room. And yeah. this, these are all the fittings that are happening. Yeah. And it's like, it's like looking at a, like a little puzzle that is put together at the end of each day for the next day. Like it's, it's just, it's miraculous to see how much they can put together in one day with that many people working all simultaneously. Figuring out who's free. Mm -hmm. So if you're working with some people, then okay, who's not in that scene that we can continue working with. Um, Katie has a great brain for that. And Anthony, Anthony and I spent quite a bit of time beforehand particularly with that first week, just trying to iron out because the first act is two thirds of the show. So really trying to figure out what we could do in terms of getting the music learned at the same time as while having scene work. Anthony is the music director. Yeah. Anthony Bastinon. Yeah. Who's amazing. Um, And you did the whole first act in one week. We did. Wild. Uh, We had the kids rehearsing with Allison, who's here with us. Hello. <laughs> Worked. She taught all the music to the kids for, you probably did it in six weeks. It was an uh, eight weeks was, worth of yeah, rehearsal. Yeah, eight weeks worth of but rehearsal, but for two six weeks, weeks of, of music. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that was a huge boon before we started rehearsing for the kids to come with so much information already under their belts. So I think that's the reason we were able to accomplish so much in that first week. Um, speaking of, the Von Trapp children are an integral part of the story, The Sound of Music, um, speaking as a Marta herself. Um, and the kids have, have all been cast locally. Yes. Um, how has it been working with our local group of kids, our uh, Kingston, Broccoli, and Anakwe kids? I love it. <laughs> I love it. I have to tell you, I've had so many cast members come up and say, these kids are amazing. They are amazing. And... We have two casts. So our Liesel is a part of our adult cast, and everyone from Friedrich all the way down to Gretel are local, and they're double cast. So we have two beautiful casts of incredible, very different, and incredible young Von Trapp kids. So I think you're going to be excited to come see it. Yeah, you'll have to see it twice because you'll have to see each cast. Exactly. Um, I think that also like with Allison and you having worked with them in advance, I think it really it builds their timeline. They're not just showing up mm-hmm. on the few days of rehearsal that they sort of get dropped in when the adults are already there and the adults are rehearsing all day without them. They sort of feel like they came in with their music already learned. So they were a bit ahead potentially of some of the adults. And they're like, oh, well, this is my show, actually. Welcome. <laughs> so they already feel like they're a bit a part of it. You know, exactly. And yeah. I think it helped them bond as a group oh, before absolutely. we started. Oh, yeah, I agree. And we talked a lot about um, not just the music, which can be complicated for mm-hmm. those who who have kind of only just watched it for fun. Like they're they're singing in three part harmony at some points, right? Yeah. Um, but also like talking about like what it is to be in a rehearsal hall and what it is to be part mm-hmm. of this cast and how they can be uh, really focused and what they can do to to make the rehearsal go 
smoothly, right? And and they really jumped in. Uh, so shout out to all of all of them. They're amazing. And as Naomi said, like this has been a process with the kids since January. So yeah. you know, we auditioned and cast. We had over seventy kids, I believe, who uh, came out to audition, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, and we had to whittle it down to twelve, <laughs> which was hard. It uh, is hard. But yeah, we yeah. had a lot of so such great kids. Well, that and came es- out. especially because you are casting specifically for ages like Mm -hmm. it's you know when you're casting a youth ensemble usually it's a bit more generic of like we can have like five 13 year old girls and that's okay but for this you really needed you needed two eight-year-olds and you needed Mm -hmm. two approximately nine to ten eleven year olds and you needed two 12 13 year olds you know what i mean like you need to have those those accurate ages ages for the story to be told so exactly yeah, it's, it was definitely, I'm sure it was a very hard process whittling those kids down. It, it but. was, yeah. We, we spent quite a bit of time, mm-hmm. Allison and myself, talking through all the kids after we saw them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Um, I also want to shout out, so we have the 12 kids, we have the 17 adult cast members, and then as you were saying, we have quite a large production and creative team. I think I was trying to count it up yesterday. It's almost 50 people involved in this production. Wow. And Naomi touched on it a bit when we had our first day. We had everyone in the room all at the same time, as well as some of the designers on Zoom, and it was amazing. Yeah. And and for for a theater this size, it's like quite a large production. You know, Baskerville, it's on stage right now, is a cast of five, right? <laughs> Versus... Uh, like 29 which is amazing (laughs) and you know i was thinking about this last night too that that's just the people working on this show that's not the people that are also working at the theater company Mm -hmm. for you know your box office are all Mm -hmm. the the both of you we have about 50 people too about 50 people yeah and and volunteers and yeah yeah. there's probably a hundred people working towards the sound of music (laughs) you know um so come and buy your ticket well you may already be on your way so get excited um (laughs) speaking of I'm sure a ton of you listening have very fond memories of the movie version of The Sound of Music, um, myself included, obviously, as we spoke to earlier. Um, how do you work that legacy into your creation of this version? Like, this is a totally group, un- like unique group of people in this time and place in Gananoque, um, and there is such a uh, an attachment to that movie and that story being told by those people how do you like how do you make it your own how do you make it alive again how do you how do you make the hills alive again (laughs) well i'll tell you a funny thing i didn't know this but my mom a couple weeks before we started let me know that i used to watch this nonstop as a child oh my gosh (laughs) but i didn't know because i was so little yeah uh but i purposefully actually didn't watch this before we started because the the book musical is actually so different Mm -hmm. things are in different orders there's different songs Mm -hmm. Uh, so that we could bring, I remember certain things that are in my brain, you know, that we all probably remember those touchstones from the movie that just sort of live with us. But I, I tried to purposely stay away from it so that I could just come up with my version of it. Yeah. And I think that with the cast, we have, we have brought our own life into this with the occasional little nod. To. Well, there <laughs> yeah. was so there was the musical Rodgers and Hammerstein wrote First, the musical. Yes. And then Hammerstein Yes, Hammerstein passed away. And then the movie. And then Rogers wrote a couple songs for For the the movie movie. that were then added into the musical potential. We have added them into our version. They're not always in. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, so there are two songs. Um, Can I say? Of course. You can't sing them, but you can say them. (laughs) You can say them. (laughs) No, get people excited. You can say them. Yeah, so 
I have confidence, which I think is such a beautiful journey that Maria makes from Nonberg Abbey to the Von Trapp Villa. Mm-hmm. We've we've put back in it's with the suitcase and the hat walking yes, down the lane, it's, and yeah. it's usually just a very uh, short reprise of my favorite things. Sort of a you know a, a sad minor version of favorite things as she's leaving. Very short, so we inserted that song because it's so beautiful. And then also an ordinary couple in Act Two, we've replaced with the movie version that's now something good, which is oh. again just such a beautiful Must song. Have been something good. Yes, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Those are those are two beautiful songs too. Mm-hmm. They are. Yeah, it's wild to think that yeah, just one of the writing partner. So um, Richard Rogers wrote the music. So he also wrote the lyrics to those too. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. And that's something, a fun fact that a lot of audience might not know, right? Mm-hmm. If, 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 uh, if your experience with The Sound of Music is based on the movie, yeah. you're kind of like, oh, yeah, those are, those are, yes. those are in the show. And, and there's like, no. very different orders of things, too. So yeah. you might be surprised by who's singing stuff. Mm. <laughs> You'll have to see to find out. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So one of the things, Naomi, that we love to do on this podcast is yeah, talk about something in GAN. We like to give a little local GAN shout out because um, as you know having been here two seasons now you know being part of the community in Gananoque is such an important thing for the playhouse right we bring in audiences the the actors are here for you know eight weeks kind of really becoming part of the community so we love to give a shout out to to places in the community that you've really enjoyed either whether it's food or shopping or something like that that you'd love to give a shout out so what is it for you what is that place for you in Gan right now can I mention a few? Oh my gosh, of course. <laughs> I had some of the best gelato I've ever had at Pistachios. Oh, so thank you to them. And it's a really funky little place too. Um, I bought the most beautiful smelling candle made by someone local to here at Thousand Islands Trading Company mm-hmm. and met Randall there, one of the owners. Uh, beautiful little store, great clothing too. Um, I mean, there's the Stonewater Pub, <laughs> which has it's just such history in that building. Um, Churchill's is a great place to be. I love British history. So <laughs> um, the Country General Store is one of the coolest, funkiest little places. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, you that's, can, that's a real hidden gem. Yeah. You walk past it and you're like, oh, that's cute. And then you go and inside. And then you're like, I can get baked goods here, too, and <laughs> sit down and shop. And it's great. Um, I haven't been in it, but I think it's called McLove. Every time I go by, I'm like, this is so cool. I can't wait <laughs> to go in and when I have some time. And then the little vintage store is really super cool on King yeah. Street as well. MC Love, I think is what you Oh, MC it. Love. Yeah. Okay, yeah, my yeah. fault, my fault. MC Love. I, I think. haven't yeah. been oh, in yeah. yet, but no, I, no. I've, I've been eyeing the window. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, those are aw- those are awesome options. I think it sounds like you've really made some time again in Aqua, and and you leave once you open. I do so you got to you got to relish your time while you're here. Yeah, you'll have to come and see your show again. Make sure they're doing it. Make yeah. sure they're doing it up to your up to your standard. <laughs> and I feel now like someone could take this podcast and have just like a little afternoon. Yeah, just like following Naomi's just recommendation. Hop and then see the sound of music. Yeah, and then come see the sound of music. <laughs> you know, start down at Pistachio, have a little shopping, go to the Stonewater, and then, and then come oh, see perfect. the show, which is awesome. Well, thank you so much, Naomi, for coming to join us today. Um, it's so exciting talking about the sound of music, and I know everyone is really excited for it. Um, as always, we want to express our special thanks to Mark Hunt for composing the Playhouse podcast music. This podcast is sponsored and produced by MyFM Gananoque. Many thanks to Carrie and the MyFM team for all their help. 
For more ticket information, please visit us at thousandislandsplayhouse.com. And we'll see you at the theater. theater.